Yay, Kelly! <laughs> Look at her, Mars. I'm so proud of her. See how she raises her legs higher than everyone else? <laughs> yes, but the other girls are standing up. Let's rock. Thanks, Dad. Can I get a woman? No Man Presents, live from the nudie bar, the Married with Children podcast. And here are your hosts, Jerry, Justin, and Al. Alright guys, it's the Married with Children podcast, we're back and we're breaking records. I'm Al, and I'm joined by the guy who just needs a penthouse, a nightlight, and a pillow named Shirley, Jerry. What's up? Its name is Shirley Shirley, because she surely always gets me there. Surely you can't be serious. Oh, don't call me Shirley. <laughs> yeah, guys, it's uh, season three. We are in the beginning of the golden years of Married with Children. It's been great so far. We've been to libraries and we've been to Graceland and now it's time to visit the Polk High football field or as Kelly would spell it P-O-K-E High Polk High that's the actual name of the episode and uh, Kelly actually thought that's how you spelled it oh my god yes that's why okay okay so I'm gonna admit how stupid I am guys because you know what (laughs) I have that in my notes that not only did she spell it wrong, but she did the, the letters backwards. But I read for record, I was like, Alex, why did they call this poke high? And he literally could not <laughs> believe I didn't know because because I take a lot of notes, like just ridiculously. I basically script the whole episode and I didn't remember why I couldn't I couldn't real like figure it out why they called it this. And that's <laughs> why. He was like, "Why? Why did they? Why did they change the name of this episode from Polkai to Pokai?" <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, so it, like, you know, it is actually P O L K. It's James K. Polk. Uh, do we have any information on this guy? Yeah, we got a little bit. He was he was kind of known in history, mostly as the eleventh president of the United States. He was born November second, nineteen nineteen, seventeen ninety five. 17? 1795, and he died June 15th, 1849. Can you believe we're, we're <laughs> like, talking about the 11th president of the United States? No. And he served as the 13th Speaker of the House of Representatives and the governor of Tennessee, which is where I'm at. I live in Tennessee. He was born here in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, which is funny because the previous episode, we were where in Tennessee? Graceland. Uh, yeah. And about the only other thing, um, he was a protege of Andrew da- Andrew Jackson. Oh, they're going to say Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, Andrew Dice Clay Jackson. And <laughs> uh, he was part of the Democratic Party. Wow. Nice. Yeah, I wonder why they used him as the, the whole high school name. I know a lot of high schools are named after presidents, so it's interesting. Would... Yeah, especially in Chicago. Why was he... Like in Chicago, like I could understand Tennessee. I could understand 
Texas, because if I remember correctly, he uh, he he did something in history with Texas because he was president like at the very end of the conclusion of the Mexican-American War. Well, uh, there you have it. So that's James K. Polk, guys. Um, this episode starts off, you know, season three is when they really everybody sort of has a really fleshed out like there's no more sort of mistakes like you won't see Peg vacuuming or anything like that by accident really i mean somebody did point out jonathan Orr. i think he said that we forgot to mention how crazy it was when al was showing steve in father load what peg does when there's money around and then he picked like there was a vacuum readily available in front of the couch and then al just picks it up and says Peg money, money peg, or whatever, and he hits the vacuum, and she sucks it right up. He was saying how crazy that is. Why would there be a vacuum out? Because it's still there from, like, the first episode when she vacuumed up cigarette smoke and, <laughs> and candy wrappers off the couch. She just yeah. never put it away. It's still in the same place, right next to the couch. That could be the answer. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of smoke, Al, you know, he's eaten smoked eggs before. Now he's going to taste smoked hamburgers and Peg does the most outrageous thing I've ever think I've seen in my life. She cooks hamburgers in a toaster. Okay. I'm deeply disturbed by this. Like I could see if they were the, like nowadays you can go to the grocery store and bought by pre-cooked patties that you just heat up in a microwave. Mm -hmm. I could understand putting those in a toaster, but those patties still drip a lot of grease. Right. This would be a huge fire hazard. It's the most ridiculous thing ever, and it's great, though. It's an amazing joke. And it turns out she cooked six burgers before that. That was the weirdest thing about it all. She made Al two burgers. He puts it down because he doesn't even want to eat it. He hands it to Buck, who refuses to eat it. And why would Peg make eight hamburgers for Al in one sitting and... She doesn't even notice that they all disappear within six seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, I could understand if they were on the table, like, for the kids. <laughs> but she made, what, eight burgers in all? Yeah, and why wouldn't he eat them if he's starving? Like, if you were a starving shoe salesman, would you be opposed to this? Like, Didn't he just eat, like, 16-year-old popcorn like it was nothing? Right. And Tang Wipe. If you're eating Tang Wipe, why are you passing up a burger? I mean, besides the the strange way to make it, I don't see why... Uh... Maybe he's really worried about getting sick from it because the meat's being cooked in a toaster. <laughs> he's even more sick because he had sex three nights ago. Okay. Does this count as a sex point? I was going to ask that, but I think we established one time that it doesn't because... Uh, remember how there was something... Oh, Buck... Al was going to keep on having sex with Peg. Yeah, to keep Buck every weekend from not going to the vet until she forgets. Right. So, But is there a slight difference here? Because that's future projecting. This is him establishing that they just had sex recently in the episode. So does she get a point for circumstantial evidence? I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, he does give an admission of guilt. Right. It may be more fun. Okay, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to give it to him, but with an asterisk. Okay. And then, yeah, if he loses by that one, then we'll say he really won or tied. Yeah. Peggy gets a point. 
but circumstances. Yep, mark that down. You know, she asked him to take out the garbage. He'd rather do that chore because it's more gratifying. I can't believe it. I failed. Which class was it this time? Oh, Daddy, I'm not talking about school. Why would I care about that? (laughs) Mom, I flirted with a boy and he paid no attention to me. Oh, honey. (laughs) Well, you can't give up. You've got to keep on trying. Well, there's nowhere left to go once you've stood in the boy's shower wearing a sign that says soap. (laughs) Hey, I play for keeps. She even stood in the the boy's shower in the locker room for the football team uh, wearing a sign that said soup. That would be soap. (laughs) S-O-P-E. That's right. S-O-P-E. Okay. So, yeah. Could you imagine you're a football player? in high school and i think we could talk about her now i believe i forgot to check her birthday in in 1988 but oh my god can you imagine she's standing there with a sign that says soap for real like (laughs) like one how did someone like how did the coach let her in there with a bunch of naked dudes how did nothing happen from because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If I go back to when I was, you know, let's say 16 or 17, it's me and a bunch of dudes taking a, a, a shower after a football game, which would never happen to me. But for the sake of the argument, let's say this happens. Well, you get sweaty handing out towels. Yeah, I, well, I, no, I wouldn't be there at all. Um, <laughs> I got I got nerd stuff to do. There is Magic the Gathering card games to play. You wouldn't you wouldn't uh, spread some poison oak and be the water boy? Well, I, now, I, now I would. I didn't think about that back in the day of the <laughs> ability to squirt water at uh, breast. So here's the thing. That is just a really bad situation all around because either one or two things are going to happen. <laughs> Some group sex is about to go down. Um, and, and later on, all these guys are going to write to the penthouse forums about this crazy experience that they had that no one will ever believe. Or two, every guy in there is standing facing the wall because they don't want her to see their junk. I think it's worse than... I mean, this would be... Like, you know in the movie It, how that girl had a bad reputation, and that seemed to be her whole identity? Yeah. Kelly's life would seemingly be ruined if she really did something like this. Like, And it's funny, because in this episode, I think this is the beginning of it all. You know how Bud always makes comments to her... Like, you know, uh, something about notches in her bedpost and the sound of how many footsteps to the window. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the sounds of people saying over or change hitting the pillow, you know, things like yeah. that. This, like in this episode, she actually doesn't deny anything and basically either wears it as a badge of honor or uses it as an as an example of. Listen, I'm playing for keeps, you know? Like, Kelly is everything we've heard about now. Bud was not joking about season one and two. You know what? You're right. She doesn't, like, deny or defend or anything. She just completely, like, she just accepts it. Right. In front of her parents. Like, I think he said the soap thing or something in front of them. And she she said something like that. Like, yeah, well, I have to do what I got to do, you know, in front of them. You're right. Wow. 
and nobody seems to care. And then you would think Al would break this guy in half when he I know I'm skipping ahead, but when he come when he comes in the the house and her leg is up on the coffee table in a mini skirt in front of this guy who looks like he's about to get to work. <laughs> yeah. That was like I don't know and it's funny because Al does turn around. I think maybe they said maybe we should have Al be a little more protective because he does do something that becomes legendary for meeting Kelly's boyfriends and asking them to leave the house. So we'll we'll get to that and that's amazing. But um yeah, at this point Al is just like he just doesn't he just doesn't care and Peg doesn't care and she's more than anything, she's almost like proud. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, I have no problem with it. It's still funny to me, but it's just I it's just amazing, you know. <laughs> that's that that's just crazy to take in that last season we were worried about her being sexualized in a bowling episode and this season we're just like, "Oh yeah, Kelly just walks around a bunch of naked dudes all the time. Not what? a big deal." No. No big deal. Uh so we are going to have to change our thinking here. And we were afraid, yeah, we were afraid to do a lot of things in the last two seasons. It's unbelievable. Every time I've wanted a guy, I've gotten him. I mean, I'm famous for it. This guy won't even look at me. Mom, you've got to help me. What did you do in school to get guys? Same thing she does now to chase them away. (laughs) Daddy, we're talking. Just clean up the garbage, Al. Oh, oh. (sighs) Well, Kelly, a good place to start is to pretend that you have a common interest. Now, what is this guy like? Football. Everyone wants a football player. I played football. You know, football players aren't very bright. And they usually wind up doing menial jobs for minimum wage, desperately clinging to their former glory. They call me Touchdown Bundy. Yeah, he's great. Paul, I've never failed at getting a guy. I mean, once that goes, I'm nothing. No, Kel. Once the lips stop saying yes and the eyes stop saying duh, then you're not. If only it was as easy for me as it is for Bud. A penthouse, a nightlight, and a pillow named Shirley. <laughs> One problem at a time, kids. Now, Kelly, here's what I think you're doing wrong. Stop flirting with this boy at school. Get him alone, with no distractions. Get him to tell you all his secret dreams and hopes, and then use them to crush him. (laughs) It turns out the guy that she likes is named Matt, and he is a football player for Polk High. Um, He's not as good as Al, who they called Touchdown Bundy, because... No, actually, he is as good as Al, apparently, because he tied... Al's record for touchdowns in a single season, which is not good. <laughs> so um, this guy, Matt, his name is, I don't know how to say these names, but Bayou Dreman. Like literally it's spelled B-E-A. So it's B and then U, B-E-A-U. Isn't that, isn't that pronounced Bo? I don't know. Isn't that French and it's pronounced Bo? I guess. I don't know. So, <laughs> so this guy... 
he is an actual actor, which I found weird because I didn't think he was a very good actor. But he, he actually does it for a living to some degree. He Even till 2012, he was in Shameless. He was in that show House and stuff like that. He was in 24, Boston Legal with uh, William Shatner, Prison Break, Criminal Minds. I mean, he's... You know, I had to give him a break on the acting because do you understand how hard it would have to be to act stupider than Kelly? I guess if you put it that way, I guess he did to do a good job. Maybe he's just really so stupid that it comes off as bad acting. Yeah, like mate, like like I've talked to people that like are just really, really, really dumb, and they do kind of give off that present like they're bad acting. Okay, maybe that's what's happening here. Maybe I'm being a little hard on them. So he was in the Heavenly Kid, My Science Project, For the Boys with Bette Midler, and Book of Love. Nothing big, I guess. Uh, Heavenly Kid and For the Boys is the only thing I heard of. Yeah, so that's Matt. Um, he is pretty dumb. Hey, uh, Jerry, can you spell tramp for me? Um, yeah, K-E-L-L-Y. Ooh. That's going to leave a mark. Hopefully. How hot does Kelly look in that purple top and black miniskirt? And if she had a cramp in her leg, would you be willing to help her out with that? <laughs> Let's move on to spelling. First word... Tramp. Okay, I think it's time for a break. Now listen, Matt. You just stay here and run the alphabet from A to F like we've been doing. I'm Kelly. Remember we met in the boys' shower the other day? Oh, yeah, the soup girl. Soup girl. S-O-P-E. You're a football player. I have a football question for you. I get cramps in my leg right here. Do you think you could get that out? Well, it may take some time, but I'll do what I can. I would be convincing her that a tongue massage is the only way to get that kind of cramp out. All I'm saying can we i think we should really look her age up <laughs> so uh yeah uh, well i'm just gonna i i'm thinking like a feminist it's how marcy was thinking about the football players so i'm just doing i'm just trying to find my inner feminist here and find my inner marcy okay wow you went from you went from your inner steve to your inner marcy that, that's at least something that's at least a step down it's it's moving lateral or down i can't tell so, uh, yeah, so the, the soup girl is just unbelievable in this episode. This is definitely the hottest she's been thus far. <laughs> so, thank God it's season three and we could say the, these things. So, uh, you're the football player, huh? You know, I used to play football. You remember the Panthers in 66? Yeah, they were the last championship team at our school. Daddy. Later, Kelly. <laughs> you know who the fullback was on that team? Take a guess. Red Grange? <laughs> well, close. Me! You're Red Grange? Pleased to meet you, sir. Uh, well, I'm pleased to meet you, too, but uh, you can call me by my nickname, Al Bundy. Daddy! Uh, so what position do you play, son? Fullback? Yeah. Well, we went both ways in our day. Well, now a lot of the guys on the team go both ways. Not me, though. I like girls. <laughs> Ahem, ahem. 
Kelly, you want to take something for that? <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, we were really great back then. Yep, only team in Polk history to go undefeated. Now, that's something that'll never happen again. We're undefeated, too. Hmm? How many games you got left? One. This Saturday. You really ought to come see your record go down the drain, Mr. Grange. <laughs> I can get you good seats. Did I, did I tell you that uh, I hold the school record for touchdowns in a season? That's amazing. I'm one touchdown away from breaking that record, too. <laughs> it's a young man's world, you know? <laughs> so, now, this kid, Matt, as Al's talking to him, oh, we find out that Al is a fullback. That's what he played in high school football. And <clears throat> for those of you who don't know, Me? Ed O'Neill was actually a real football player. So I don't remember how we we found out that he liked Hondo in real life or Westerns in real life. And then they implemented that for his character. They could have done that with football, too, because he he tried out for the Pittsburgh Steelers and he was cut from the team. And uh, what Ed O'Neill event, you know, eventually said was he's glad, obviously, he's like a multi. I mean, I, f- I forgot how many millions he has. Um, if you look up Ed O'Neill net worth, you'll see, but, uh, so that obviously worked out a lot better for him than it would have if he played football. Um, and the other thing was, uh, the reason is because he didn't really like jocks all that much. He said that hanging around those guys was not really all that great. He's glad he became an actor. Okay. So what is a fullback? What's their job? According to Wikipedia, a fullback is a position in the offensive backfield in American and Canadian football and is one of the two running back positions along with the halfback. Running back, because running backs are like the receivers, right? They, they run down the field to catch the ball when it's thrown? No, you hand it off to them. But oh. they do do short slant uh, form, you know, like catches. You know, like they'll run five yards, I guess. Okay, so a fullback is... is is in that category. He has the possible to hand the ball off to him to make it downfield. Yeah. So that's what Al Bundy was. And it turns out Matt is the same thing. Now, uh, Al, they used to go both ways when he was in, when he was playing high school football. I can't believe this joke was made. (laughs) Like one, I, I have a hard time believing that jocks football players are, are bisexual in the 80s, and they're that open about it. Um, and, and B, I just can't believe they made this joke on national TV that football players are basically playing a little hide-the-salami in the locker rooms. Maybe that's why none of, none of the boys cared that Kelly was in there. Oh, yeah. That's why everybody ignored her. Yeah, they don't want Kelly... They want Matt. Yeah, I guess going both ways is playing offense and defense. Yeah, but he which which is what like being the catcher and the pitcher. Yeah, it's what Al meant, but like Matt clearly replied, "Oh yeah, a lot of people do that, but I'm into girls." <laughs> yeah, you couldn't tell by his lack of interest in Kelly. Exactly, he really didn't like get interested in Kelly until she like spread her legs in front of him. It had to be that obvious. Right. So either he's really, really dense or he's just actually not interested in Kelly until it's literally an easy meal in front of him. 
Well, Kelly's actually a really great cheerleader. Uh, her She put her legs higher than all the other girls. Yeah, but she was laying down. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, uh, so like I said, um, you know, Al and Matt are talking about football, and it turns out Al was the only undefeated team that won the championship for Polk High. And now Matt and his team is undefeated for Polk High, and they're going to, this is the championship game coming up, and um, Matt also tied Al in touchdowns. So now that record, unfortunately, is gone forever. Al always has to share it. And the only thing that's good is that Matt did not did not get one more. The line that's great, you know, you say that uh, some people didn't notice Kelly and stuff, and you have theories on why. It's uh, do, I do believe it's true that Kelly is everybody's type. Um, I one hundred percent know she is my type, and if I was a Polk High Panther, I'd be stalking my prey. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, um, Kelly is technically not my type, but Kelly is my type. Like, if you took everything about Kelly and wrote it down on a piece of paper, I would probably say, uh, nah. If I wrote down dumb, easy, (laughs) we'll leave you for a guy in a Domino's truck. Blonde hair, miniskirt. I was just getting the important stuff. Oh, well, that's pretty important to me. Miniskirt, at least. Um... (laughs) I, okay, maybe I'd say fine. She is. By the way, they are the Polkai Panthers. It's just that most of their stuff just says Polkai. Give it up, Kelly. You're just not his type. I am everybody's type. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I get this one guy? Because all he knows is sports, and all he likes is cheerleaders. Then that's what I'm going to be a cheerleader. Kelly, I hate to burst your bubble, but there's only one more game left, and the squad is full. It's impossible. Who could have put poison oak in your pom-poms? <laughs> Damn the luck. Now, Matt only dates cheerleaders. I'm looking at them now. I'm playing this episode as as we review this because it plays on this. Whenever, you know, we're live in the nudie bar and wh- whatever episode we are currently talking about, they just keep on replaying it on the screens here. Like, wait, wait, watch, watch. He's about to karate chop the dude in the throat. Yep. Bam. Wow. <laughs> right to the Adam's apple. So they keep playing that. But oddly enough, since we're in the nudie bar, nobody really looks at the screens. So no one's really watching along with us because they're looking at the girls and listening to us. And I don't even know if they're listening. There's got to be some guy who's like who just got done like getting a lap dance. And then out of nowhere is like, wait, is that the Married with Children theme song? <laughs> but I'm looking at the cheerleaders now. And they're not all that hot, so Matt really doesn't have all that much to choose from, especially the one girl. I think her name is Kitty. You're right. Like, they did not have – like, they had the the giddiness and the happiness of cheerleaders, but they didn't have the, like, preppy, blonde-haired look that I – like, Kelly looks more like a generic cheerleader than they do. (laughs) Right. And she's the opposite. Yeah, she, like, straight up just calls him a loser. Right. Yeah. Do you want to go to my house and play records? So, when do the football players come over and talk to us? Nobody talks to us. Might as well be lepers. Can't wait till this game is over. So you want to come to my house tonight and play some records? No. You're a geek. (laughs) 
So that girl, I think it's her. She she was she's a real actress too. The one who wants to play records. She was in Candyman, Son-in-Law, Freeway, Dream a Little Dream with Corey Feldman. She was in Son-in-Law? Did she play like an important part in Son-in-Law? I think she played a sheep. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know if that's exactly <laughs> the right thing. What's her name? I think Kitty. No, like what's her what's the actress's R-I-A-P-A-V-I-A. name? R I A P A V I A. Rhea Pavia. I swear, these names make me look dumber than anything I've ever heard before because I just cannot say a single name of anybody on this show. Oh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Wait, that's not who I'm looking for. So, well, Matt only dates cheerleaders, so Kelly has to become one. So she puts poison oak on some girl's pom-poms, and so now she can't hold her own pom-poms anymore. Uh, I guess she has Bud do it, and while he's at it, he gets uh, the water boy to have poison oak. So he becomes a water boy because, like you said, he realizes you can squirt water on a sweater on a girl's chest and get a cheap thrill. So Kelly becomes the cheerleader to get Matt. I'm Kelly Bundy, and the dream of my life is to become a poke dot. So here's a little cheer that I wrote myself. (laughs) P-O-K-E, poke Very good, but it's P-O-L-K, Polkai, you know, after President James K. Polk. (laughs) What do you think, Miss Mount? I like her. I like her a lot. Congratulations, Miss Bundy. You are now a poke dot. I'm so excited. Congratulations, Ellie. Ellie, that's so great. Get a life, will you? We get to this cheerleading coach, I guess. This gay woman, I suppose. I know that she is in real life. She is? Yeah, her and her uh, her partner, um, they're, they're both very well known in the voice acting community. Oh, yeah, Miss Mount. Yeah, Miss Mount, uh, her, the actress and her partner, they actually had a voice acting school. Yeah, isn't that weird? Because she sounds like a guy. Now, she's a voice actress. She can, she can do many voices. Oh, duh. <laughs> I was going to say, do they? is there a, a lot of call for girls who sound like guys to be voices for things? Do you, do you realize, like, how <laughs> many voice actresses do the voice of men? Usually the younger men, the boys... Well, the most famous one. Yeah, Bart Simpson, done by a girl. Uh, if you watch, like, like Dragon Ball Z, like, Gohan as a kid, done by a female. Hell, in Japan, Goku as an adult is done by a female. Well, yeah, Nancy Cartwright is the most famous person on the planet. Who? Uh, Nancy Cartwright. She does, she's a woman who does the voice of Bart Simpson. So oh, she... I knew, I knew a woman did the voice of Bart Simpson. I had no idea who it was. Yeah, um, well, I guess famous without people knowing her by name yeah she's a she's the most you know heard woman who does a, a male voice probably ever on in any kind of entertainment so uh yeah now kelly's a cheerleader and she does the cheer for p-o-k-e oh my god she did the she did the letters backwards she did the k and the e backwards <laughs> wow uh now jerry you're not gonna forget about the traditional year-end slumber party are you 
Oh, oh no, I will be there. <laughs> I'm uh I'm the photographer to make sure everyone remembers this night. Yeah. Uh Al Al, you know, they all go to the game, which I thought was really cool. It's Al, Peg, Marcy, and Steve, and I even love the way they sit down on the bleachers because the girls sit together and the guys sat together. And that's just great. That's uh that's what I did too when I went to go see the Chicago Bears game. I went with a, another couple and we sat that same way. So that that's so true to life and they didn't, you know, just keep it, you know, Al, Peg, Steve, Marcy. You know, I actually thought it was kind of weird that Steve and Marcy were not the ones like sitting together and then, you know, oh yeah, egg on the other side, Al on the other side. But but it works better in the episode because of the thoughts. The thought Marcy's very deep in her thoughts, and uh, Peggy needs to complain about Al. Right. And I don't want to talk about Steve in this episode. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't either. When he pulled that hat out. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, I got something to make you feel better. Look at this. Now watch this out. Yay, team! <laughs> Am I a fan or what? I feel so alone. <laughs> Boy, you are slipping, buddy. I n- nope. It was it was mistakes were made. Um, people were ashamed, and I would really like to just move on. And you got a busload of cheerleaders to the right, and this guy's worrying about how many miles to the gallon he's gotten. Like, oh my god! So, so disappointing, Steve. So disappointing to me. Al says that Polk is going against the rich white neighborhood. Now, that comes into play further than maybe meets the eye or ear if you're just watching casually. Because what is the name of the other team? The Aryans? Yeah, the Aryans. And if you watch Sons of Anarchy, you'll have a better idea of what that is. But I for... think I, I would hope most people know what Aryans are. I know, but still, just just fill people in because not everybody is as worldly as we are. Aryans are what the the Nazis called basically their perfect genetic white people race. So a lot of um, like you hear the common white power, like people who say white power are the only people that call white people Aryans. Like I don't call white people Aryans. I call them white people because it doesn't matter. So Aryans is is the the white racist like the white like supremist of what they call themselves to to make themselves sound way better but they picked the name Aryans which does not sound better yeah um Aryan does not sound that good uh so that's strange how they picked that name uh now with the names of those guys though like even the names on the backs of the jerseys and the and the names that the announcer was announcing for that team they were all officers of, like... Nazi Germany. Yeah. <laughs> they were all high-ranking officers. Like, okay, did he... Okay, over the announcement, he either said Hitler or Himmler. <laughs> Maybe he was like Nostradamus. He said Hitler. No, well, because Hitler, like, everyone knows who Hitler is, but Himmler was, like, literally Hitler's, like, right-hand man. Yeah. Well, it's interchangeable. It means the same thing. Let's Let's talk about what name Al Bundy gets. You know... They don't really call him Touchdown Bundy in this episode because he's he's retired from high school football. He, they do call him Red Grange. 
Yeah, Harold Edward Redgrange. He was born June 13th, 1903, died January 28th, 1991. So he did get to see this. He was nicknamed the Galloping Ghost. He was an American football halfback for the University of Illinois, the Chicago Bears, and the yeah. short-lived New York Yankees. He's, he, his signing with the Bears helped legitimize the National Football League. And he was a charter member of both the college and pro football halls of fame. Oh, yeah. Legendary Chicago Bears football player. Um, that's my favorite team, as I've said in season one reviews. And, yeah, that's great. Um, the Bears. The Bears. And I remember uh, watching this with somebody years ago. And when, when they announced, you know, uh, <laughs> Matt told the announcer of the game that Red Grange was in the stands. And and that's the best line. What, yeah, but just call me by my nickname, Al Bundy. <laughs> yeah. What's even funny is he actually does stand up and Steve misses it. Yeah, Steve's looking for Red Grange. And it's funny because the person I was watching with, they said, isn't Red Grange black? And I said, no. <laughs> so they thought that the joke was that a white guy was standing up and everybody would wonder why that's happening. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, because the black guy right behind Al kind of was like, oh, shit, it's it's Red Grange. He was, like, patting his back. <laughs> that might have been funnier if he was black and then Al still stood up and said hi. Like, they, that could have been a funnier joke. <laughs> but uh, Yeah. <laughs> so uh, do you think Steve would have cl- pulled harder on his clapping? Shut your mouth. Okay. How so- dare you? So now let's get into Marcy Rhodes. I mean, now we can get into her head. You know what I love about this? It's like, you know, one of the greatest things about being a human being and the way life works is that we get to think anything we want and nobody knows about it. They don't know our deepest, darkest secrets. They think we're normal. And we get to have our whole world of our own in our heads. Now... That would be great unless you're Marcy and somehow we're hearing it. <laughs> so. You got to give Marcy a lot of credit. I thought she'd be gloating, but she genuinely feels bad for me. Look at those young boys. <laughs> those tight little buns squeezed into those tight little uniforms. Spike me, baby. Spike me. Now, we established, I believe, that Marcy is uh, 28 to 30 years old. I forgot what I said back then. Um, And now she's looking at, I guess, 18-year-old boys and saying, Spike me, baby. Spike me. You know what's funny is is that she – has like the same look on her face as she does when she's talking about putting fish hooks in people. <laughs> and that's what really disturbed me, creeped me out. Cause I wasn't, I didn't really care that she was talking about like, you know, 17 year old boys. Right. Well, no, she's, she's 31 by the way. Okay. Even then I don't really care. Dude, we're talking about Kelly. Yeah, exactly. But just the fact that she had that same look on her face. Well, you know Why? It's because Why? supposedly there's a very fine line between pleasure and pain. That's what they say. I've heard it a couple places. Like, I don't know. There, there's something um, in our minds 
that has that same kind of like connection with both facets of life, I guess. So it would make sense. That's not the face I have when I'm thinking about Kelly is, is what I'm trying to get at. <sighs> and you're right. I guess this is another link to Hellraiser. Yeah, I think – did Clive Barker write these episodes? You know what? I looked. He didn't. I was surprised. No, actually, the truth is that is Ralph – here we go. Farquhar wrote this episode. Farquad. Dude, I'm telling you, it's not me. It's the names. F-A-R-Q-U-H-A-R. What would you say? I know I look, I'm here on display looking like an idiot every time I have to read this stuff. But what would you guys say? How was it spelled again? F-A-R-Q-U-H-A-R. I guess Farquad. Farquad. See, that's just as bad as Farquhar or whatever I said. So Jerry Cohen directed this. Probably the most prominent director of Mary with Children. Um, that's why it's so good. Yeah, Marcy is way into this for all the wrong reasons. But hey, I'm glad she's having fun. And one of the greatest visuals besides Marcy having that kind of look on her face when she's talking about these kids is when the cheerleaders are like, our team is red hot. Our team is red hot. And the kids getting carried out on a stretcher on their team. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I thought you guys were doing good. <laughs> now, what did you think of the uh, the montage scene like all the football stuff the cheerleading stuff the bud spraying the girls with the water stuff like did that did that montage work for you that strange scene of the spiraling football in the air spiraling in slow motion yeah and then hitting uh kelly in the stomach and then bud putting water on everybody including uh miss mount uh, miss mount yeah and then ending up on the ground i actually no i like i it, it made me laugh with grass in his mouth, yeah. What do you, uh, you know? We're, if you look up, you can see this now. What do you think of this whole Polk High football field uh, setting? Uh, this is one of the you know first uh, times we leave and go somewhere. So, what did you think of Polk High's football field and the stands and the backgrounds? And I guess you see houses in the background and stuff. How'd you feel that came off? Uh, fine, but I was just like, man, this is a really like poor high school because that was not impressive like i've been to a few like high school football (laughs) games like when i was in high school but i went to like three different high schools one of them was like really really rich and uh i only went to the football games so i could make out and fill up chicks that was it only reason i went i didn't pay attention to anything that was happening on the field right but the next school i went to high school was in alabama they love football there, so everybody has a nice football ground. Then after that was Georgia. The one I went to in Georgia had a tear. I looked like this. Yeah. What the? Well, I'm gonna say this about the director. Like, I don't know what they were going for here. It is really bad in the sense that they show the entire bleachers in some shots like i what you're supposed to do here is act like this is a regular football stadium to some degree even if you're just going to say the bleachers are the stands you're supposed to act like it's gigantic but there are shots like at the 11 minute mark when they come back from commercial break they they have this shot where you see that where the bleachers begin and end 
and there's nothing to the right, yet they're at the 40 and 50 yard line. If you look to the left, it's that like bathroom or facilities or whatever that the cheerleaders are in front of. So this You're right. It is really small. Yeah, like this doesn't make any sense. Like according Almost to, like it's a mini football field. <laughs> like according to this sh- like they're not really creating the illusion here. Like according to this shot, if the the equal amount is and then there's a gate that comes and it closes off to the side of them. So that means that there are there's no audience watching this game from the 50-yard line down to the to the end zone. <laughs> I mean this this is a place that has Two malls. Like, this is a big area. (laughs) It's so great, though, because I feel like everybody who performs does a really good job of acting, you know, playing this up like it's this big, real thing. You know, even the way everyone's acting in the stands, the football players, the way they're trying to play it off, uh, the way everybody's, you know, it, it feels real to some degree, especially them sitting there and just being into the game and stuff. Everyone's doing really good, even like the obvious four main characters. But, but man, they didn't really try to create that illusion much with the directing. I can't believe I didn't notice this. <laughs> yeah, it's... I literally know so little about football that it didn't <laughs> even occur to me that the whole setting here is like super tiny. Like, like... This looks like the same football field that they're using for the the, the puppy dog bowl every year. <laughs> I they're going to say the Little Giants and do an Ed O'Neill reference. No, I'm not that talented. <laughs> well, that's why I'm here. Exactly. So, uh, so now we have Kelly Bundy's phone number. So I'm going to go ahead and call her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ready? Okay. According to – I looked at her sign. Her number is 5 – Five five, two, eight seven eight. All right, let's see what happens when we call her number. Hopefully, it's not to a cab company again. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. Announcement for switch two two dash one five. That's it. Why isn't it working? Do you want the real answer or do you want me to, to like rub your back and, and and say maybe you read it wrong? That would be more comforting. You definitely I, – I man, you just read it wrong. You were all hyped up about winning the game and oh, okay. taking the number down. You just – you obviously just messed up a number. Okay, good. So when we're done with this, I'll be able to call her. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you After we're done with this and I leave, you go right ahead. Okay, good. Now, do you think, like, every kid in, in America tried calling this number? Yes, because when I was growing up, I didn't know that every phone number you see on TV has the 555. Five, five. Oh, my God, our recording is 555 five, five right now. Oh, I just changed to 56. Wow. Is that 555 five, five is, is a fake number. It's always a fake number. It does not exist. I didn't know that until I was much older. And so I remember trying to call numbers – and then being like, Mom, the phone doesn't work. And then getting in trouble because I just tried to, like, actually, you know what? I never got in trouble because they were all long-distance calls. But since they never went through, I never got in trouble. Wow, how did I never get in trouble for that? I want to know how come Peg didn't get in trouble for buying a $200 jacket. So young. So young. Hey, number 21, if you got the place, I'll do the time. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor Al. He's having such a miserable day. Gee, hope he doesn't realize this jacket costs $200. <laughs> my record is going to hell. No one will remember me. And my wife is wearing a $200 jacket. Because uh, Al is so worried about himself that even though he knows she has a $200 jacket, he just can't care right now. Does he know? Yeah, he says it in his dream. I have the- what are you, a mind reader? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Margie t- is thinking about boys again. Peg's thinking about the $200. Al starts off with, even though she has a $200, I'm losing my record. And then uh, that's it. Well, what do you mean? There's one more person. No, no there's not. I could have sworn, but okay. You're there the... may have been someone talking about gas mileage, but I just don't remember. I think if I get into fourth gear a little sooner, I can really increase my miles per gallon. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell Marcy on the way home. It'll really turn her on. So now at this point, Paul Kai is winning. It's Pope with the ball. They're up 21 to 14 with 20 seconds to go. There's the snap. The ball pops loose. It lands in the hands of an Arian. He's lumbering into the end zone. Touchdown! Yes! It's now Pope 21, Chester A. Arthur 20. And they're going for the win with a two-point conversion. A field goal would tie the game. So they really just want to, like, you know, put this game away, win the championship, not risk going into overtime. And they go for a two-point conversion. Now, this could be seen by a lot of people as incredibly stupid. If you're in the championship game and you score a touchdown that a field goal will tie it and you have less than a minute to go or whatever, you do not go for a two-point conversion. What's the di- like? What's a two-point conversion? Instead of kicking the field goal, they could uh, do a regular play at that same distance and just get back in as if it was a touchdown, like run into the end zone with the ball, but it's only worth two points. So it's like a mini touchdown. Yeah. Please let me have this one. I haven't asked you for much. You haven't given me much. (laughs) Come on, Arians! Rommel fakes back to pass. He spots Hitler open in the end zone. He's got it. The Arians take the lead, 22-21, with 10 seconds to go in the game. But they do it, and it works out for them. So now they're ahead, and now Al pulls out a cigar. He's the only guy cheering in the, in the stands um, because now the Arians are going to win, and his record will not be broken. And so far, Matt has not scored a touchdown. <laughs> Oh, God. Now I'm going to have to hear about his stupid record for the rest of my life. I am so happy for you, honey. (laughs) Now, Matt is going to return the ball. Uh, He's on special teams on this play. You know, they kick it. They punt it to Polkai. He catches it and runs all the way down past the 50-yard line, and he blasted through all the defenders, and now he's going to make it because there's nobody that could stop him. And three is there's no way Polk's going to win this game. The only way Polk can win is if they run the kickoff all the way back for a touchdown. That's impossible. <laughs> I can't believe this. The last play of the last game, 
I have done all this and he didn't even notice me. And he never will. There's the kickoff. Matt Gibson takes it deep in his own end zone. He's at the 10. He's hit. Now he breaks a tackle and cuts left and heads upfield. He's at the 20. The 30. He cuts right. He could go all the way. There's nobody in his way and he's going to score. Until Kelly <laughs> leaps out in front. Like, why? If you can only go through her mindset and say, why did you do that? Why wouldn't you let him score and think, wow, he'll be so happy. He'll want to celebrate with me <laughs> or something like that. No, <laughs> Kelly just says the hell with this guy ignoring me the whole game. I am going to jump out in front of him. And she could have been killed. Like, if he's running, a football player is running all that padding, and she just jumps out in front of him, and he just T-bones her? <laughs> like, what was she thinking? It was the stupidest thing ever. No! No! Somebody stop him! Anybody! That's my sideline! Here he comes! Matt! Matt! Over here! He's in midfield all alone! He's gonna do it! Nobody can catch him! I'll be damned! Now that the season's over, homework, my house, midnight-ish, here's my <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, are, is it so important to you to just say that you dated the guy? Are you? Because here's my thing. <laughs> she can't handle the rejection. As many times as, like, she's referenced since, like, paying for hotel rooms and stuff, like, is she banging all these guys? Like, is it, like, is it just dating, going out on a few dates, making out just to be like, yeah, I did that? Or is she, like, going all the way with all these dudes? I would hate to think of her that way, but after hearing how guys always ask her to chip in for hotel rooms, I mean, like, which we didn't hear. We are going to hear next week. Uh, tune in next week, guys, to hear us say that again. <laughs> that would lead me... <laughs> To believe that she is uh, having sexual intercourse with all of the guys. So weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to think of it. I guess my mind brings the reality of the situation so that I still like Kelly. Like, I, I guess I would think, like, that's kind of, like, skeezy or something if she was, like, sleeping with 50 guys. Yeah, like, season one and two, I'm just thinking her as, like... She dates every guy, so she could be like, yeah, I dated that dude. I can get any dude. But as it goes on, it starts, like, the reality of, like, bringing actual sex into this <laughs> keeps putting its head in. Right. And then you picture her doing that, and it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, like... I mean, that's cool for if you're the one guy doing it with her. But if you say, hey, that's Kelly, she's been with every guy in, in the 11th grade. Then it becomes yeah. like, oh, really? Kelly wanted the D so bad she ruined a football game. <laughs> right. The way I go back to loving her with this innocence, that's when my mind pulls out of the show and says it's just a show and she's not really doing this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's that's the way I cope with it. <laughs> so then I like her again. And then I like the idea that she likes guys again because I feel like I could have been one of them. Because I, yeah, you could throw me in the batch with the rest. Now, there are girls, notably Annabelle, from Married with Children Unofficial on Facebook, who 
who she doesn't see even see anything in in Matt. She doesn't see why Kelly is into him because Kelly doesn't date guys like that. So this is actually a strange thing for Kelly to even care about. Maybe it's just because he isn't showing any interest. That's the only reason she's going after him. But why did she have any to begin with? How do you date Dweeb and Cobra and then all of a sudden you're with Jock Boy? Yeah, but she was also with dude that's going to get tattoos of your name on his arm. He didn't look anything like Dweeb or sound anything like Cobra, nor does he sound like a Jock. I think much like like Kelly is everyone's type. I don't necessarily think Kelly has a type as long as she finds you attractive, whether you're a jock, you're a punker, or you're just a normal dude. Well, then we have even a better chance. Oh, yeah. Good. Okay. I put it, I burn a cigarette on my lip just to make sure she thinks I'm dangerous. A cigar. No, I didn't want it to be that big. It would hurt too much. (laughs) So Kelly dives in front of Matt, uh... He's down. Game is over. Now, normally, um, he would have to either fumble the ball at that point or some other guy on the opposite, the Arians, would have to touch him for the play to actually be over. But I don't think they even went that far. I think they just... I thought he he did lose the ball. Okay. Well... Maybe I'm wrong. But also, at the same time, how does outside interference lose the game? You would think they would restart that play from the time they had it. Like, okay, restart the kickoff. I don't know what the rules are for that. Like, I wonder, like, when fans run out into the field, if that ruined a game, do do they get a do-over? I don't think they could because what if a team made a mistake of some kind and they had paid people to just run out into the field and stuff to get do-overs? That would be like an epidemic going on. And people would do it who are like, you know, have nothing in life, like maybe a homeless guy or whatever would do it. And they'd pay him you know, off from 500 and they say, I'd give you another 1000 To be fair, not everyone in the NFL is Tom Brady and cheats, okay? <laughs> yeah, it is just him. Are you proud of me for making that joke? Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you even know what that means. I know about Deflate Gate. Now, <clears throat> Kelly doing that, you know, there's a bunch of ways to see that. If he fumbled the ball, actually, another his teammate could pick it up and keep running and score. Or the other team could pick it up and run the other way, but they would just pick it up and stay. They would just stay on top of it cause just so the game's over, though. So, you know, there's a bunch of ways this could have ended. Well, I know you're upset, but maybe next time you'll know better than to bet on a high school football game. <sighs> that was Reverend Felcher. <laughs> Church is another place the Bundys are not allowed. Uh, now, do you know what a Felcher is? <laughs> I... W- I'll say this as as cleanly as I can say it. It's uh, a person who finishes uh, sexually in their partner's buttocks, and then they drink the leavings with an apparatus such as, like, a straw or a rubber hose. A rubber hose. (laughs) Like a radiator hose. That's what that is, just so everybody knows. Yeah. Bud? Bud, go get the felching hose. <laughs> yeah, we have to siphon gas from Steve. <laughs> That's the wrong kind of gas. <laughs> oh, my God. So the greatest uh, moment, which uh, Justin would have loved, uh, the father-daughter moment where Al's sitting on the couch with Kelly, and he's supposed to lecture her for what she did. Honey, you've got to talk to Kelly. 
Tell her what she did was wrong and she disgraced the entire family. Which is not an easy thing to do. I'll handle it, Peg. Hi, Daddy. Kelly, sit down here a minute. Kelly, I want to talk to you about what happened this afternoon. Good girl. No Ma'am will be right back to wrap up this week's review. Be sure to join their Facebook group page for all the podcast news and updates. Just type in www.facebook.com slash groups slash Married with Children podcast. Be sure to subscribe to them on iTunes and please leave a review telling them what you think of the show. To subscribe to their YouTube channel, just go to channels and search up Married with Children podcast. You can email them at marriedwchildrenpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for checking out this review. Now the guys are going to give their final thoughts and ratings of this week's episode. Yes, we have Twitter. Join us on Twitter. Al Bundy is famous for his campfire burgers, and now his wife is becoming just as famous for her toaster burgers, so... <laughs> Uh, and she, we found out she does not mind making a, a good amount. So, how many toaster burgers are we going to ask Peg to make us out of five for Poke High? Justin, roll that tape, Habib. This call will be recorded and monitored. I have a collect call from Justin, an inmate at a detention facility. Please press... All right, guys, we have episode number three of season number three, Polk High, and I got to say, this is a very good episode. I enjoyed this episode thoroughly uh, for a number of reasons. We have two storylines going on here. Al trying to hold on to his glory days as a football superstar, high school football superstar, and you have Kelly chasing a boy, joining cheerleading. Uh, Very funny stuff. Uh, I actually laughed out loud. Uh, multiple times in this episode, especially when Al uh, chops the kid in the neck and says, you know, I call this a chop to the Adam's apple. Uh, that that was very funny to me. Uh, there's great jokes throughout the entire episode. Like, th- this episode is, is chock full of jokes uh, all the way up to the very end. Uh, I like seeing that we kind of move out of the Bundy house again. We've done it before. You know, we obviously go to the shoe store all the time. Uh, we've been to the bowling alley, a few other places, but uh, to go to the high school football field was pretty cool. Um, it's an obvious set, and it looks like it, but that's sitcom, man. That's that I, I, I dig that stuff because I just like to see how they come up with a, uh, a, a football field, stands, and a cheerleading area. Uh in like a small space, you know, and they, they do a good job of kind of, um, showing all that stuff in, in this small space. Uh, such, such a good episode, really. Uh, there were, you know, honestly, like some surprising moments, like Marcy fantasizing about, you know, 17 year old boys playing football, uh, sort of sexually, like that kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Bud with his water, uh, bottle, water boy, you know, wet t-shirt, cheerleader thing, uh, just 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 a great episode a lot of sexuality and and things like that with kelly um honestly guys i really love this episode uh to rebound from last week's 2.5 i'm coming in at a three and i'm just kidding i'm coming in at a five out of five a lot of good editing techniques that i didn't even mention i wish i would have got to talk to the boys on this episode because uh this episode was a lot of fun so uh see you guys next week
All right. Well, I'm glad you liked it a lot more this week than last week. Poor Elvis. Hey, anytime you put football involved with the married with children, I think it's getting a pretty high score from Justin. And Jerry, I predict the opposite from you. So how many toaster burgers are you giving poke high out of five? I'm going to go three and a half. Okay. I like the, I like the episode, um, but I don't get into football. So I was not as interested in the football thing. Seeing Kelly try really, really hard and failing like a Bundy was pretty satisfying. But I just don't care about the football part. So there were parts where I just was starting to like lose interest. And then I would come back and then there's like a whole point taken off for Steve. <laughs> yeah, I I know what you mean. So that he could do it for you this episode. He, I, as a Steve fan, I just want to apologize on behalf of Steve for his his his. Uh, moment, his small moment where he had a uh, a lapse of judgment and he did some things that he uh, would normally not do. The the woman part of his brain thought much like wearing a uh, a Christmas sweater that has garland on it, it was okay to wear a clapping novelty hat when you were older than 12 to a football game. Uh, so I apologize. <laughs> On behalf of Steve, this Ooh. is a moment of this. This is a moment of darkness, but uh, we will prevail, and he will see his punishment next episode. Okay, it's funny you say that. You took a whole point off for that because I'm putting it back on for me, man. This is a 4.5 toaster burgers out of five. I love football. <laughs> And I love the Chicago Bears, and I love Mary with Children, and I love Kelly. So, to me, this is like, oh my god, this is great. You know, we we joked around about the not-so-amazing set design and all that type of stuff. But, uh, this is Mary with Children, and I really do appreciate the efforts. I mean, if you look, they they have like 50, 60 people uh, in the stands, and you even got the cheerleaders. I mean, they went all out. The show had Did you say fifty or sixty people? Fifty, I think. No? That maybe maybe twenty five to thirty. Forty. Forty. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, listen. I'm trying to be nice here. Uh but they have a lot of you know, I think I think they did good. I'm sure there's a budget, dude. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's very true. There is a budget. Right. And they, they blew most of it on that stupid hat. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder how much that hat cost. $15, $3 shipping and handling, and <laughs> 75% of his dignity. <laughs> they had to give him a raise just to wear. David was like, I'm not wearing that hat. And they were like, we'll give you. We'll give you hazard pay. Uh, yeah, he got hazard pay to wear the hat because it could have ruined his career. Yeah, and he could have got punched in the face when he left the parking lot. He was on suicide watch the next day. Oh, and by the way, Al's wearing a plaid shirt in this episode, which you said that he would never do. <laughs> Shut up. Get out of here with your plaid shirt. Man. I think he even wore one in the he could have, uh, he thought he could. Mark this down. At, let's see. Last season, I was wrong twice. <laughs> this season, we made it to episode three before I was wrong. Uh, so well, let me put that in my notes. So when we do, uh, when we do the. The wrap-up show. Nah, we'll leave you alone. Jerry is wrong. wrong. 
plaid shirt Al. Okay, it's there, everyone. You can give me uh, you can give me shit again uh, on the wrap up show in twenty uh, or nineteen yeah. episodes. I thought you were gonna say in two thousand nineteen. Like it's, <laughs> it's so funny to think of our podcast and like where we'll be at certain points and. And like somebody said uh, recently, my friend Rob, in this whole five-year mission, I think I said it too, like a Star Star Trek reference. <laughs> Space, a final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission. To explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. This show is a five-year mission, and it could go a little longer, guys. I've already heard people say to me, well, I hope you guys still keep going when it's over, and I'm like... It could go past that if um, you join the Patreon, because one of the things we want to do special just for Patreon members is the commentary episodes it'll be fun but we are gonna pepper uh like specials on our show throughout example like the Mar- the marcy Rhodes interview we did you know we'll always we're gonna have little things like that we're talking about doing a hondo review we're talking about um <clears throat> doing what well, we are gonna do a special once this show hit that controversy controversy thing controversy with, <laughs> with terry Ricola, or whatever her name is. So, Ricola, Ricola. So we're we're definitely gonna. <laughs> we're idiots. <laughs> we're definitely gonna get into that whole thing when the time is perfectly appropriate, and I mean perfect. We're gonna have perfect timing. So, but you know what, dude? Here, I'm just gonna drop in a little thing uh, I recorded earlier. Make it clear so people know what they would be getting. The Terry Ricolta special will be our final special we're going to have that is not exclusive to Patreon members. So here's a little thing I uh, made for everybody so that they know what they'd be getting if they uh, become patrons to the Marrow Children podcast. So here, check this out. Hey guys, this is Al. The three of us here at No Man love doing the Marrow Children podcast. And we can only do it thanks to your support through patreon.com slash marriedwithchildrenpodcast. What's that? You don't know what that is? Well, let me tell you. There's a huge amount of stuff you'll find at patreon.com slash marriedwithchildrenpodcast that you won't find anywhere else. Do you want to hear a season wrap-up show for seasons 3 through 11, which won't be available in the regular feed as we continue to work our way down the line? Want access to all of our bonus content? Basically, that means anything besides the reviews of the episodes themselves. Future exclusive interviews, Marrow Children comic book specials, reviews of movies starring different Marrow Children cast members. That's right, you want to hear us review Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Little Giants? Dutch? Hell, we'll even review Hondo. How about our future Spotlight specials where we highlight one Marrow Children cast member and explore their life and career. We will even have Marrow Children commentary tracks. Watch an episode along with us. Remember guys, this is a weekly show so you get all that for only $1.25 per show. Yes guys, all that is available for just $5 a month. You can't do $5 a month or don't want the bonus content and just want to support the show and buy us a girly girl beer and throw us a dollar or two a month? If 500 of you did that, we wouldn't have to eat toaster shakens or tang wipe. 
So please consider becoming a Patreon and support your favorite podcast. Patreon.com slash Married with Children Podcast. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Plenty of bonus content and our appreciation for you supporting the show. We have a long haul here, guys. We have uh, four years and two months to go and a lot to do, a lot of hard work on everyone's part. So your support is uh, greatly appreciated. And as promised in the uh, Patreon first tier, the $1 to $4 tier donations a month, uh, we said we'll give you a shout out if you uh, are kind enough to contribute. And we already have a contributor, Chris Chris Nonis, thanks a lot, brother, for the donation. Uh, we really appreciate it, man. And just a special shout-out to our research department. We have a great research team with Annabelle, Chris, Josh, Reliving Married with Children, and Married with Children Unofficial on Facebook. Look it up, guys. Great pages. So, um, yeah, I love this episode. Um, I, I love the Bears references. I love how hot Kelly looks. I love the premise. And uh, one of the things that occurred to me is that this football episode, you know, lands on season three, episode three. And if you put those two numbers together, that's Al Bundy's football number, 33. And it's the first football episode we're getting. So that's kind of weird. It's like, uh, I, like, what are the chances it would land on that? You know what I mean? And uh, so I thought that was really interesting. And... um I love Al getting a little bit of his like uh, history and the whole thing behind what he's uh, come to be known as with this whole football thing. Everybody kind of relates Al four touchdowns, uh, Bundy, you know, this and that. I actually will be on web pages. Like I'll be on like Hip Hop DX to look at like or they'll post something on Hip Hop DX Facebook and that it, it'll be, you know, something. And someone in the comments will be like, don't let this distract you from the fact that Al Bundy made four touchdowns in one football game. And I'm just like, this is brilliant. And I see it often. So it's so fun. Like, I've seen it on hip-hop pages. I've seen it on horror movie pages. Wow. I've seen it on, like, um, uh, like pages for stuff that no one should be – like, I was on one of the Jaw- – there's a Jaws for the Revenge Facebook page that posts a lot of stuff for it. And someone did it on there once, and I was just like – who is watching Jaws of Revenge or sees a post about Jaws of Revenge and is like, you know what? Don't <laughs> let this distract you. Like, yeah. who's doing this? We should have, uh, we should ask all of our honorary no man who listen to the show out there in, not Radioland, in Bundyland. That's what we call it here. To make something for our show. People have been doing it and I appreciate it. I noticed that people have been, uh, Posting our show, uh, at least our Facebook page or whatever, certain places and saying, hey, you know, to certain like actors, hey, you should go on this show, like to David Faustino and things like that. Uh, yeah, guys, thanks. And please keep doing that. Um, whenever you're on like that big 80s page on Facebook that has like 20,000 or whatever members, um, Mary with Children was in the 80s. I mean, and so- 90s. So if there's a 90s equivalent, get on it. And just drop our show somehow. Like, whenever people post about Marrow Children, just, like, uh, take our banner or something. I don't know. Or find a way to make sure our, the name of us gets out there. So that just build, build the community. All right, guys. So be sure to tune in next week as we review 
The Camping Show. It's a period piece. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't wait to get on that topic. Yeah, right? So the Rhodes and the Bundys head out to the Rhodes cabin in the woods. But the merriment is halted by Kelly's PMS. The men leave for a bit to go out fishing and return to all three women menstruating and hostile. When a bear attacks the car, Al hilariously attempts to stop him. Wow, I'm sure I should go back to stop reading IMDb description. 